All right, folks, with the download button on a survivalist podcast. And as always, folks, you can catch all of our old episodes at Survivalist Podcast uh, on SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash survivalist podcast. Uh, hosting all our episodes right there. All, all of our old episodes are up there uh, from when we back when we first started this thing. I know it's it's been a while since we did one of these. Um, it's been probably since uh, COVID started, uh, so 2020 or so, uh, maybe earlier than that. But uh, things happened, things changed, and I had to take some time off uh, from doing these kind of things to uh, help my family and uh, we had a lot of other things going on, and uh, nothing bad. Um, a lot of good, lot, uh, some some not so good things, some good things. But my uh, my wife and my children were all okay. Everything's fine. Uh, nothing like I said. We had uh, some losses in the family, um, not you know due, due to not from COVID and stuff like that, but just from other things and uh, you know things of that like that going on. We we uh, we had some new property purchases. We had a state to settle to and. Uh, my father-in-law, uh, my parents. So we, we had a lot, a lot of things going on. So unfortunately, uh, sometimes the things you enjoy doing uh, have to take the backseat for the family stuff. So, but I'm glad to, glad to kind of be back on the air to kind of get some of the, some of the things I, I feel like talking about off my chest and uh, just share with you guys and uh, you know keep kind of uh, going on with uh, what we do here, talking about you know. Uh, you know, prepping, survival, you know, everything, all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, this isn't, if you're, if you're listening for the first time, you're listening, this isn't one of those shows where you only talk about where, you know, you know, where everything's going to hit the fan and all that kind of stuff. It's, you know, we're not that, we're not, I'm not one of those kinds of people. I do believe that we have to be prepared and that things happen and all that. Um, I'm not that guy that believes that we're all going to have to bunker down one day, um, you know, for, for years on end because of the zombie apocalypse. I don't, I don't believe in that kind of stuff. I do think that we are, there are situations where we might be, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to be prepared for, you know, maybe a week or two, uh, three, you know, in the house for hurricanes, tornadoes, um, you know, things that happen like that. Uh, but I, I don't, you know, but I'm not that person that thinks that, you know, the world's going to come to an end and, you know, we're all going to, you know, just be living in our houses and, you know, fighting off the zombies. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, some people, some people believe that, but, um, you know, that, that's not what the show's about. That's not what I talk about. So, but, um, you know, it's good to be back and it is good to just talk about things. Like I said, I'm more into the, more into the, you know, helping you, you know, live a, you know, live a, live a better life and, and be more prepared, um, help you with things like outdoor skills, uh, you know, uh, things of that nature, stuff like that, you know, financials, preparing for the future, things like that. It's not, you know, I, I just, it's just not, that's just not, I just hate to think of always thinking about the doom and, and the gloom. <laughs> um, but like I said, it is good to be back and uh, kind of be talking about things again. The show, the, I'm going to change the show around a little bit to a certain degree in the sense of I do want to talk about other things um, that are important to me. Um, we can talk about politics a little bit for a change. We never used to do it. We talk about that. We can talk about just other things in the that just we feel like talking about. Uh, you know, like I said, outdoor skills, prepping skills. Uh, you know, forging. I've gotten into uh, metal forging quite a bit lately. Blacksmithing. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. I've gotten into bow bow making, archery. Um, seriously, into like I said, the, all that kind of stuff. Into the outdoor survival skill stuff. All that kind of stuff. Uh, really has been in kind of. What I've been spending a lot of time doing, working on my homestead. Uh, it's been a couple. We've had this place almost six years now, and we've we've done a lot of changes around the homestead and stuff like that. So, uh, those kinds of of things, you know. It, it, like I said, I, I think that 
you know, I think that, you know, we, I think that, you know, it's always good to be prepared, but, um, sometimes, you know, you just being prepared, uh, saving money and being prepared for the future, being prepared isn't always about, you know, about the end of the world. Sometimes it's about being prepared for when you retire, being prepared for, uh, your next big purchase, being prepared for buying a house, being prepared, you know, there, there's a lot more than just being prepared, um, you know, for the doom and gloom. So, but one thing I do want to talk about though, guys, is the, well, we, we I want to talk about the I'm not saying I want to talk about the government, but I want to talk about the way the way the world is has been working the last couple of years. Um last couple last say last couple of years, um it, it's become evident to people like me that um are really more the, the down the middle group. Um you know, I don't I don't take Republican or Democrat. I, I am the kind of person I I believe the government needs to keep their hands out of things um, and let us live our lives. I don't believe the government has the right to tell us what we can and cannot do with our bodies. That's our decision. It's our bodies, not theirs. Um, I don't believe the government has a right to tell us what we can and cannot do with our firearms. Uh, I don't believe the government has a right to tell me what I can and cannot do on my own land. Um, I don't believe the government has a right to tell me what I have to do with my money or what they're going to do with my money that they tax me. I, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that I think the government, we need a government, we need a structure, we need a system, but I think that we need a less intrusive one. That's always been kind of my my viewpoint on this uh, podcast, and it always will be. But right now we have a just a, a system that both sides are not working. Um, you know, we have the Democrats on one side that are should be able to pass anything through the Congress and through, and through the, the Senate, and they've got 50-50 majority, 50-50 split in the Senate, and they still can't get things passed. Um, they have majority in, in, in the House. The House seems to be okay, but when it hits the Senate, um, you know, it just seems to, everything just seems to stall out there. And it's really kind of crazy that when Democrats have 50-50, they should be able to, Kamala should have to break, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris should have to break the tie all the time. Um, but apparently people are voting Republican that are Democrats, and now uh, the president comes on the other day and says, if you want things to get done come midterms, you need to vote Democrat uh, even more than before. Well, we all voted Democrat, and nothing really changed, you know? And the same thing goes with the Republicans. The Republicans have are infighting now. The Republicans are split just like they were during the, uh, before the Clinton administration when you had, you know, when you had, you know, the party was split, um, it's kind of the same thing we have now where the parties split between, you know, your regular Republicans and then the, the, the pro-Trump Republicans, they're all fighting. And then you have the Democrats who, you have Democrats right now that are saying that Biden shouldn't run for a second term. Since when does the sitting president not run for a second term? I mean, it's just, it, like I said, you have a system right now where both sides of the fence are not working. Um, and the only people that are going to suffer is the American people. And it's kind of sad, actually. It really is. You know, this country, you know, today's 4th of July, and I really wanted to restart this podcast on the 4th of July. Um, you know, it's a very special day. Uh, you know, country 246 years old. And um, you know, it's pretty sad we're having these problems. I, I can't imagine that uh, our uh, our forefathers and, uh, and everybody that started this country originally uh, ever imagined that this would be what is going on 246 years later. Um, so, like I said, it's very curious to me that we have, you know, that th- these kind of things are going on right now, and just the only people that are going to suffer is the American people. Uh, you know, these you're seeing these these gas prices that are are, are going to 
seriously uh, hurt people. Uh, maybe, maybe not now, but definitely come winter when people have to heat their homes. Um, I know my wife and I, we, we actually burn wood, but we also have propane backup. And I know what it's going to cost us this year for just for the propane is almost double last year. Um, and there are people that had bought homes that, um, you know, knew they could afford them. And now what's going to happen when their gas bill is doubled? So I'm curious to see, usually after winter is when you start seeing the foreclosures, or usually when you'll start seeing the housing market start to, start hitting the, start, start hitting the crapper. Uh, you know, we're already seeing the stock market, uh, you know, majorly tanking. So, uh, you know, the only, you know, in the, the prices of housing are going through the roof, the inflation's going through the roof, the cost of food is going through the roof. Um, you know, what, 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 you know, people in, do you think people in Washington know how much meat costs? They don't. Do you think those people? No, they don't. Um, do you, Do you really think that president really? He never stops and fills up the presidential, uh, you know, his presidential vehicle. You know, I mean, it's. I mean, I'm sure he knows because people tell him. But, um, you know, it's 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 pretty crazy that, uh, you know, the cost of inflation and and part of the cost of the inflation is all stimulus packages they 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 put through too. Um, you know, they put all the stimulus packages through so that um, you know the economy wouldn't crash during COVID, uh, especially during lockdown. And um, unfortunately, that that caused a, a big thing which which broke the supply chain, um, which was very delicate to begin with. And now we are in a situation where the supply chain, uh, supply and demand's a, a big issue. People are paying double and triple for things, but they should. You can't get cars right now; they're hard to come by. The price of used cars have gone up tremendously. So. Um, it's a very, you know, it's a, it's a very uh, delicate, tough situation that everybody, the Americans in the country, are in right now, and uh, they're not. There's, they're not. Nobody in Washington is doing anything about it. Um, they've tried a couple different things. They didn't work. Uh, they tried. They're talking about now a gas holiday for a few months. I don't know what that's going to do besides maybe, maybe help the Democrats with the election. I mean that's. I mean, and the Republicans are anti uh, trying to stop the gouging that there that there is with the gas prices. Um, so no, neither side doesn't. Neither side cares about us. I mean, the Democrats don't care. The Republicans don't care. So what what do you do? As an American, you just go to work. You chug it, chug. You know. Do your job, watch your paycheck get sucked up by all the taxes they keep adding, um, you know. And and it's just it's it's a sad thing for everybody for the for, for the American people, the the working class people, especially in this country. Um, you know, everybody's suff- suffering right now, trying to find help. If you're if you're a business, good luck trying to get help. You can't get help anywhere. Um, you know, either people can't go back to work, people aren't going back to work. Um, there are people that just can't go back to work. Like my wife, she cannot go back to work. We don't have a place for, uh, we don't have childcare for our children anymore due to the situation we have. So that's one person. But, uh, and then her friend is in the same situation. The daycare she used closed down. They don't have somebody to watch her kids. And if she's not back in the workforce, uh, that's two people right there. And I know that's not the majority, but I mean, that's two people right there. So, I mean, it really shows you what's going on in this country and what is, is changed because of, um, and I'm not sure it's all, it's not, I don't, I hate to, I'm not sure it's all the pandemic. Some of it, yes, some of it not. But, um, you know, you, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what has changed the cost of inflation. Um, you know, the, the supply chain, all this stuff is affecting the American people. And the people that are really going to hurt is, is the working class people. And, 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 and the working class and below, I mean, that those are the people that are going to feel it. And, you know, the government is just, they just don't care. And, 
all they're worried about is their votes for the midterms, and then in two years after that, their votes for the the, the main presidential election. And that's all they're worried about. And I think that if midterms weren't coming up, I don't think we would see a change with this gas possibly going down. They're saying they might go down now. I mean, it's if the midterm would it, would it be going down if the the election wasn't coming up? I don't know. Um, is it gonna? It, will it change after that? Is it gonna go back up? I don't know. So I mean, it's it's a it's a crazy situation that we're in. America is in right now, and it's Fourth of July today, and it's really sad. Uh, it really is. Uh, it's sad what's going on over in over in Ukraine right now. Um, that's been it's been a hundred and hundred four. I think it's I think it's like a little more than that actually now. I think it's like one hundred and sixty, hundred seventy days of war. Um, don't quote me on that, but I believe it's like one hundred seventy days of war right now. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to be an end in sight. Uh, and we're just going to keep pumping American tax dollars into that just so we don't have another World War III on our hands. Um, so you have that. So money's going over there now. Um, you know, the Afghanistan war is over, but all the money that we were going to save is going to go to uh, Ukraine now. And possibly you have a situation where we might actually be at war with, uh, you know, China or whoever. Um, with stuff going on with that, with the waterways and all that. I mean, it's it, it's sad to me as somebody who, um, you know, I consider myself, um, you know, a, a patriot, I guess you could say. Um, you know, I've never served in the military, unfortunately. Um, I was disqualified, but um, because of uh, surgery, I had to have a young child. But, um, you know, I, I've done as much as I can for people, wounded warriors and all that kind of stuff. And uh, friends of mine that have served, I have most respect for anybody in the military. All of my family has served, but, my, but me uh, and my father, but my uncles, my aunts. I'm sorry, my uncles, my grand, my, one of my, uh, one of my mother's aunts was actually a World War II woman. She was one of the, um, one of the first women that actually got to serve uh, during World War II. Uh, my grandfather was uh, was in. My uncle was in uh, Vietnam. Uh, my other uncle was in um, was in Korea. So uh, you know, and a lot of my buddies went over to uh, to Afghanistan and Iraq. So um, you know, I, I military is very very close to me. Um, you know, not as close as it was if it served me, but, uh, you know, I, I really have utmost respect for the men and women um, that keep our country free. And it's a shame that these people in Washington, um, you know, it, it's it, they don't understand that, you know, the, the, the you know, this is the, these people fought for this country to be free and they are just messing it up. Um, you know, those sacrifices should not be in vain. This is the land of the free. Uh, America is a place of opportunity, you know, all that. And, um, you know, these people in Washington are just messing it up. It's really a shame. But uh, one of the things I do want to talk about on a little more of a, a little more of a happier note, I guess you could say, um, since we, since I got all that about this country out of, uh, out of my system. And what I feel like I said, folks, I don't believe we need to, I don't think we need like an up, you know, an uprising or, you know, start our own country. I, I don't believe that. I just think that there, you know, I just think that we all need to get out and vote, that we all need to, you know, all politicians are the same. They all lie. But, um, you know, I just think that we need to really think about what, what our leaders are, who and who and what our leaders are and what they represent. I think we all need to really look at the, the term limits. Um, I don't. I think senators and 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 all that should have term limits. I don't believe you should be able to. You know, I don't think there should be career politicians. I don't believe that you should have people that have been, you know, in politics for seventy years that just keep getting reelected in over and over again. I mean, I, in my opinion, everything in politics should have a term limit. That goes for anything. I, I mean, a- anything. 
Um, and, 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 and I mean, and people say, well, there is term limits. They can only serve, you know, so many years and they have to be reelected. No, there should be, if a governor and the president, if the governor and the president, um, you know, can, can only serve eight years, why do senators and congressmen get to serve forever? It just seems like, um, you know, I think there should be term limits on that. So those sorts of things, they really should, anything, anything with, anything you have to be elected for government wise should have to be, and that goes school board. Uh, like I said, governors, uh, secretaries, treasury, all that stuff, all that stuff should have term limits. Um, and from the bottom up to the top down in any form of government. Uh, because I think that's the only way that you can really keep people honest is, uh, you know, when you can get rid of them. <laughs> um, but like I said, you know, I just, uh, that's what I believe in personally. Um, I don't believe that everybody's bad. I do think there are some good ones out there, but I do believe that, um, you know, there should be term limits. People should not be able to ter- serve 40, 50, 60, 70 years in Congress. Um, and I don't believe the Supreme Court justices should not have a term limit either. I mean, you know, I don't know, you know, well, why, why should somebody who's, like, if you get somebody who's in their 30s that gets elected to the Supreme Court, they could be there for 50 years. I mean, that's that's like monarchy stuff. I mean, why? why? I mean, I just don't understand that. But... But like I said, that's that's my feelings on all that stuff, and I do want to get it out there on the podcast because some people have messed, reached out to me, and we've been talking about it, and I just feel that it's a good thing to get out there, just just to, just you know, just to think, um, you know, elections are coming up. Just think about who you're voting for and and what they represent, and how they're going to affect the country, um, you know, and that's that's the only thing we can do in a democracy. But like I said, folks, on uh, some other stuff that's not doom and gloom, um. I want to talk about some of the things we've been talking about, survival skills and stuff like that. I started watching um, that show alone on, uh, well, it's on Discovery Plus, but it's on, it's a History Channel show, but it's on Discovery Plus, um, where the guys, they put people out there, and the last one kind of standing, um, you know, is is the survivor. And um, any of you guys that are into prepping, or, or and I'm by prepping, but really into survival skills and primitive li- lifestyles and stuff like that, uh, I really recommend watching that show. Um, like I said, I just started watching it recently, and it really is amazing to me, some of these guys, the uh, the guy that was on there that won season eight, Clay, um, just just a phenomenal um, hunter, Bushman, um, really knew how to, you know, how to, you know, he knew how to hunt, um, he knew how to, how to trap when his hunting wasn't working, he started trapping, um, and then he went on to do other things like... Um, you know, he tried fishing, that wasn't working. And one of the things you'll notice about that, these people in these survival shows is that, um, you know, they never, they never just survive on, on one thing um, in, the, in the sense that, uh, you know, he had his fish, his, his gullet traps in the water and uh, to fish, and then he was also hunting. And, you know, the days that the hunting didn't work, he would have a fish. The days that maybe the fish didn't work, he would hopefully get a rabbit or something with his traps or hopefully get a deer or something like that. So, um, you know, when you're out in the woods like that and food is your pretty much your main concern is is not just trying one thing. Um, like I said, he had he had traps. Uh, like I said, he fished. He hunted. Um, he really did a lot of things that, uh, you know, if one didn't work, least, so he, he always had food, which was really the main thing. Uh, one thing I did not realize about a lot of these survival shows um, is that they can actually kick you off um, for uh, medical reasons. Um, the one lady they got kicked off because she actually, her body mass index dropped below a certain point. 
Um, I mean, I get some people have some, a couple people got kicked off because they had frostbite on their toes, and and that, you know that stuff obviously, you know, um, you know obviously safety first. But um, I didn't realize. But some of these people actually do kick the toe because they they lose so much weight. Uh, one guy that was on there, uh, Bitco, I think it was B I K O, I believe his name was. Um, he actually lost like almost a, almost like ninety pounds. Um, which is like I think like like twenty five percent of his body mass, and they finally you know he they you know he, they let him continue, but I mean that's a lot of weight. Uh, I mean again he went to, he was a little he was overweight when he got there he was like uh, about three hundred, but um, that's that's a lot of weight in only seventy six days seventy seven days something like that. Ooh, excuse me, sorry, but um, you know starvation is uh, you know the real thing, and and one thing uh, one thing I do want to point out about that is uh, with any of these shows. Uh, the starvation stuff that they that these people go through, uh, it's very important to understand that uh, when you are in that situation and you do, are starving and losing weight and and you know, and, and all that, um, when they actually get you and bring you to land or hospital, wherever the heck they're bringing you, um, you can't just like just hand somebody a meal and say, "Here, eat this." Um, you have to actually gradually bring them out of it. Um, David Blaine, uh, who was a famous magician. I'm sure a lot of you know who he is. Um, he actually uh, is is pretty famous for doing a lot of these endurance stunts. And he had said when he did the whole buried alive thing, uh, I believe it was in two. Th- I think it was in like 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 not two thousand two thousand one or something like that. Um, he actually said one of the things they had to do was after they pulled him out of the 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 casket, um, you know, they had to rehydrate him and stuff like that. But um, one of the things they took, I think it took like a couple of weeks. Before he was able to actually eat any kind of solid food, because they have to, like, bring br- you know, bring you back into it with fluids, and then you know, then you know, with fluids to IV, then bring you, then then you know, uh, you know, liquid diet, and then then start introducing you know bland food, like start bringing you kind of out of it. Though um, it's a very tough thing. A lot of those people, um, you know, that they get um, they get taken. You know, then they have to. It takes about it takes you know a couple of weeks for them to get kind of back on their feet. Um, you know, and in the sense, it takes like a week or two for them to really get back on their feet. And a lot of sometimes you and I've actually uh, knew actually knew a couple of guys that uh, that actually served during uh, Vietnam and actually got uh, were prisoners of war and um, you know they got starved pretty bad and that and. Uh, they actually said to this day, if they have too big of a meal, they still kind of get sick. So, um, it, it, you know, it it's one of those things where, unfortunately, you have to be, uh, you know, very, very careful with how you handle those sorts of things um, as far as coming coming out of that that situation, making sure that you're under the proper medical care and stuff like that as, uh, as they bring you out of those things. Those, those challenges are actually very dangerous, um, and that's why they're very closely monitored. Uh, they actually have uh, health checks, I think weekly health checks on those shows, and then as they get deeper into it, I believe, like I said, I believe they check every couple, I believe they start checking every few days or something. Like that. The, the health check stuff are pretty intense. I know uh, towards the end of some of these challenges, especially, I know that you see the people that they get, uh, you know, they're worried that they're, oh, they're coming and they might pull me for medical purposes or health, you know. So it's uh, it's one of those kinds of things. But uh, it's one of the things, too, when you when you really start looking at those, those survival shows, where the loan shows, um, where you really find the first couple of days, the first couple of weeks, you find, you find the kind of the low-hanging fruit, the people that you know probably aren't going to make it, but they're going to last like a week or two. And then like around like four, those shows kind of, you start seeing up to like 14 days, so the people start tapping out. 
Um, and then, you know, another month or 40 days, another group gets, and then you know, towards like the last couple, you know, last like, you know, 50, 60 days, 70 days, and when like you get the last two, three people that are kind of still either, either they're, either they're very good or they're very stubborn or, you know, and, uh, you know, always simply, I, I know myself personally, I couldn't do it. Um, a lot of people have said to me, I should, I should think, and I, I, I can tell you right now, I can never make it. Um, being away from my wife and kids for that many days, 60, 70, one, one season, 100, 100 and some odd, 110, 120 days, I think it was. Um, I, I know myself personally, I'm not built for that. I couldn't be away from my family that much. Um, I, I just couldn't do it. I, I know I would tap because I would be so lonely and want to be seeing my wife and my kids. So um, I could never, I could never do that. I give credit to any of those guys that can do it. Um, I have the utmost respect for those guys, uh, especially the winners, you know, uh, good, good, you know, and good for them. You know, they deserve it, but it's, uh, you know, it, it, it has to be incredibly difficult and, um, mentally to be away from my family that long. I just couldn't do it. I know I couldn't, but, uh, one thing I will say though, uh, about since I, since I have been, I started watching and we're going to talk about this on the next couple podcasts. I'm going to start watching these shows more often. Um, because I know a lot of people, even though I have been away from the podcast, I've been keeping in touch with a lot of you guys. And um, I know a couple of people have asked me about these shows, and I really haven't been watching them. And I'm, I'm going to now because I, I'm interested in them, and I know you guys are, and it's a good talking topic. And there's a lot of good questions and, and stuff I saw that um, we could talk about. So, But some of the other things, too, that I didn't realize with uh, is how many of these people don't bring um, – the right kind of supplies, uh, specifically the one guy, he refused to bring a fire starter because he didn't want to waste, because you get 10 items, he didn't want to waste it, so he, he made a, a bow drill, which is a great thing, by the way, a wonderful um, tool if you're in the woods to make a bow drill sort of fire, uh, I am all for that, but, you know, <laughs> in the woods like that, I I would probably I would probably bring a fire starter and then make a bow drill too, um, just to have a backup. I don't know if I would trust enough to just be like, okay, I'll just do bow drill starting. You get a damp day or a, or a, or a really bitter rain or in the middle of winter, um, you get some damp wood or, or, or anything like that or some, or if you're in an area that doesn't have good trees and you're, you're in that wood is... You're 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 in for a, you're gonna have blisters like you can't imagine trying to get the bow drill started. Uh, so I I would just I would probably have I probably would would say I'll take the fire starter anyway. Um, you know, have the bow drill too. But uh, some of these people just don't do that because they, they don't want to waste that extra item, and that's a lot of that's a big mistake. The one guy I think it was like ten or. I think it was 12 days where he got fired. I was like, oh. And then the um the other thing with that too is is some of these guys finally get the fire started and then they got like they got like this this and I know when you're out there, you know, you know, your main thing is survival, but the one you have like this this thing where you have to like the one guy had to keep remembering to go back to feed the fact he was so afraid he was gonna the fire was gonna go out and he wouldn't have it. So he was had like this um you know, this, this tie down where he had to be, make sure he's back at his camp within so many hours because, you know, he had to make sure he kept feeding that, uh, feeding that, that fire because he was so afraid of it running out. And, uh, you know, that, that's a very tough thing when you're trying to, especially if you're, you're trying to track something or hunt something and you have to worry about, I got to leave the trail now to go back to put wood in the fire. Um, you know, that, that's a very, very difficult thing. And, I, and I'm saying that as some, and I, and I know, you know, it's easy for us to, to sit here at home in our air conditioner or our heated house and say, oh, they should have done this, they should have done because it is, it is very easy to do that. And, um, you know, that's, uh, 
I, I want to be very clear about that because be, being in our house or being out in the woods for three, four days is not like being 60, 70 days with, it, it's, it's not. So um, I do want to point that out because a couple, I, I've, I really get annoyed people when they say, oh, I watch those shows and I would have done this, they could have done this. It's very easy to sit here and say it when you're in that situation. Um, you know, it's a, it's a whole different ballgame. So uh, I just wanted to, you know, say, those of you listening and you're saying, you know, he's being hypocritical. I, I get it. Trust me. I, I 110% get it. Those situations are incredibly difficult and we all don't know what we're going to do until we're in them. And I do think, though, that if I was going out there, and I think I'm going to make another show out of this, uh, that maybe we'll do another show of this, what 10 items I would bring, um, because I think that would be a really fun show to do. But um, I, th- I think if I would definitely, I'd definitely make sure I have fire. I'm definitely going to bring a knife or an axe, a multi-tool, something like that. Um, you know, uh, I know, you know, there are things you could do, uh, a pot I definitely would be bringing 110% would, would be bringing a pot. I definitely would be bringing fire starting. I, I can tell you right now, there'd be probably a handful of things I'd be bringing. Definitely tons of paracord. Um, you know, you're, you're not gonna, you know, I, I hear people all the time say, oh, I waste paracord. You can just make a rope. Eh, yeah. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you're, you're starving, in in the middle of the in, in the middle you're, you're gonna start weaving rope to to make traps uh, no not gonna happen um i definitely bring a tarp a sleeping bag those sorts of things you know i do and i know some people don't there are some people that don't bring that stuff um and it shocks me um because they want to save an item i definitely be bringing like a blow i definitely be bringing depending on where i was going i'm definitely bringing a sleeping bag i'm definitely bringing a tarp uh, because don't forget too, a lot of people forget with these things is you also have to make your storage, your 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 shelter. Uh, so you're going to get a couple days of that before you even get to you know, you got a couple days of roughing it uh, before you make your permanent shelter, and you don't know where you are. So it could be freezing cold, bitter. I mean, that's those are those are tough situations because you you know the the shelter usually comes first, but you're going to have to rough it with a temporary shelter for a few days before you, and, and let me tell you, you go into any place in a rainy season, you're going to be darn happy. You got a tarp and a, and a, and a decent sleeping bag. Let me tell you, <laughs> um, especially if you don't know. And, and the other thing too, is you don't know what could happen. Um, especially when you're out something like that. Um, I know specifically, uh, one time, once of our shows watching a long time ago, my wife, we liked those shows. Uh, somebody had their shelter had burnt down and they, they didn't, they, uh, Thank she didn't she think good as she had the sleeping bag and the tarp because that carried her through the last four or five days. Um, I will say though, from my wife and I have been watching a lot of these shows and and you know, because we like them and because I think they're gonna be fun to talk about on the podcast. There's some things I do want to talk about. I I want to take the podcast a little bit in a different direction and, and you'll see as the weeks go on. Um, I do want to aim it more towards the you know, survival, outdoors, homesteading, financial situations the news stuff like that rather than um you know this all bunker down and you know i, I don't want to be that that alex jones show <laughs> um i like Al- i do i will say i do like alex jones he is he i love why he's a great character on the radio i think um you know I'm, i i know some people really like him and really get into him and, and i think he does have a good show and it is entertaining um but i i think i draw the line myself at the entertainment um and i don't necessarily read everything he says into it, but, um, I do, you know, I, I think I find him, I, a lot of people say, what do you think about him? And I say all the time, I think he's very entertaining. Um, because sometimes I, I do think he is, um, 
I would rate him as like a, a Howard Stern, a modern day Howard Stern, more of a shock jock type than uh, than I would consider a news person. Um, but that's, you know, that that's how I feel. Um, but I've got, and I don't want to get into anything about that. I don't want to knock somebody else's show, but I'm, I don't want to be that person. I want the show to be more fun and about talking about archery, talking about, uh, you know, making traps, talking about, um, you know, fire, you know, working on the homestead, uh, hunting, you know, fishing, um, talking about, you know, like I said, your fi- you know, financials, money, what to do when you, you know, we've done a lot of episodes on what to do if you buy a car, what to do if you buy a this, what to do if you buy a that, you know, what to do if you buy a house, how to buy a house, how to buy that, you know, I want this show to be more like that rather than just, you know, you know, the, you know, let's all, you know, just start getting ready for the end of the world kind of thing. Because I think, you know, you know, at the end of the day, folks, and I one thing I've talked about this on the show before is, um, you know, at the end of the day, if if um, if the government's going to roll up to your door with tanks and say we want your property, there's nothing any of us are going to be able to do about that. That that's just the way. This just there's nothing you can do. I mean that that I mean, people say all the time talking about oh I'm I'm ready. To, at the end of the day, you know, somebody rolls up to your door with tanks and and a, and, a, and, a, and a group and a, and a pontoon, a couple pontoons of marines, you're done. Okay, so I mean, I don't want the show to be about that because that's not what the show is about. Okay, so. But uh, like I said, my wife and I, uh, we, we have been, going back to what we were talking about, we were going back, we're watching some of these shows, and I, I could see, like, like a show like Alone, I think I would, I wouldn't, I would be, I couldn't do it, but if I was going to do it, I would do a show like Alone. I couldn't do something like Naked and Afraid. Um, uh, one, I couldn't be naked with somebody else for that long of a time. I, I like, I believe clothes are something we all should, ha- we all should have, <laughs> and um you know, I, 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 I couldn't be walking around the woods naked. I couldn't, like I said, I could see my, I could see me, if I was going to do a show, um, you know, a naked afraid is only 20, 22 days, whatever, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't be naked in the woods. I just wouldn't be, I couldn't do it. I just, it's not, I like the show. It's a great show. I love watching it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I couldn't, naked in the woods is not for me. I, I need clothes, equipment, you know, stuff like that. I'm not gonna, you know, I can't do, yeah, no, that's not me. Uh, definitely not me. Um, but like I said, you know, the, we've watched those shows a lot. And uh, like I said, we really got into the the alone one. We've been watching that. Like I said, I have been watching Naked and Afraid. So we'll talk about that too as well. One thing I do notice, um, you know, we'll talk about food sources and stuff like that, especially on Naked and Afraid. I notice they get mostly get fish, snakes, um, small things. They usually get on Naked and Afraid. On alone, I've actually seen they actually people really because they're there. I guess because they have so much more time and they're well, not naked. They uh, they do a lot of other stuff. They build boats. They build um, you know these big elaborate shelters because they're going to be there for a long time. Where naked and afraid, it's only like I think it's only two weeks. Some some of them, yeah, I think some of them now. The new one, my wife and I are watching, is only four. Some it's only like two weeks, fourteen days, and some people can't even survive that. <laughs> um, but that's I will say that'd be tough to be naked. For two, for two weeks in a wh- I mean, creepy crawlies. I I don't know about that. I don't mind bugs, but I'm not naked either. So, um, so I think the you know those kind of shows are are so you know and they're fun to watch. And it is you know, and, and I will say this though, and I, and I do want to point this out to anybody. Um, there was the one episode we just watched. The guy, um, he recently he had he actually was only there like six days and he had to tap out because he had a he was having a heart issue and he actually lied on his um on his medical, uh, thing, his medical form. And that is, if you're, if any of you listening, um, do are thinking about trying out for one of those shows, 
Um, please, uh, please make sure you're in good health. Don't risk it. It's not worth it. I know half a million dollars to win is a lot of money um, for a loan. And I get afraid you don't get anything. But, um, you know, for a loan is a lot of money. But, uh, you know, your health is, is much more important. And if you are thinking about trying out for one of those shows, folks, um, do remember that those shows, you have to be in perfect health. You can't be in any heart medication. You can't be in any high blood pressure medication. Um, you cannot be on any, you know, psychotropic drugs, anything like that, because you have to be in perfect health for those shows. Um, that's just that you're not going to make the cut. Um, and I'm not trying to discourage anybody, but, um, you know, do remember that you do have to be in good health to go on those shows because, um, you know, you're, you are going to be away from medical attention. You are going to be away from your medications. You are going to be, so, you know, if you're somebody who has, you know, high blood pressure, very high blood pressure, this is all, just, I'll just tell them I'm not on it. I just won't take it for a few weeks. I mean, uh, you know, once you, you know, and, and that may work for you at the beginning and that may work for you. But now like you may say, well, I missed my medication. I'm fine. That works for you now. But in that side of a situation where you've been without food for that many days or without or or, or and that kind of high stress and, and you're burning through your fat reserves and all you you may not think it, but your body being under that much stress, you may not feel it, but your body will push your blood pressure up, will push your heart rate up. You'll put um a lot of people don't realize that, um, you know, they think, well, I'm fine without my medicine. I'll be fine for, you know, on the show. Right. And maybe you, maybe you are fine at the beginning, but as you get deeper in and you start losing the weight and you start the starvation things and all that, all that other stress starts hitting your body. Um, that's when your ailments will rev up from, you know, mild to more severe. Um, uh, and, and that's very important to know. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of people, um, you know, especially, um, I know uh, specifically um, they have said like in certain survival situations where people have, say, shipwrecked or crashed and the people didn't die from the wreck. They died from hiking out of the woods because they didn't have their medications, the stress, the, the physical exertion, all that. So, um, you know, that's where you have to really be you know, concerned. Um, and that's unfortunately what does a lot of people in in those kind of situations. So it's very important that that you as the um, you know, as, as the contestant are honest with these people so that they know. And, and, you know, you got, you know, and the other thing too, is very important. And, and I do want to point out too, is, is in, in those kind of shows, they have a good safety record and they, the people are there, but they're not. And, and, and the reason why I say this to you folks is because, you know, you call for help, you know, you're not going to be, you may not get it as quickly as you may think. Um, you know, you're going to hit the button and yes, the people are going to come and they're going to help you. But if you're, I mean, and, and that's fine if you, you know, you hurt yourself, you know, elbow, shoulder, maybe a little frostbite in the toes. But, um, if you're having a massive heart attack and you're in the middle of Antarctica or something like that, um, you know, you're not going to get the, uh, the proper medical attention, um, that you really should get, um, especially if you're on one of those shows because they do take you out to remote locations and, and hospitals are just not as close as they are. Um, not as close as they, as they are they as um, you know when you're inland. So it's uh, that's very important to understand. And I'm not trying to discourage anybody. If you're in good health and you want to try it, I I encourage you. Please do it. Half a million dollars. You can. That's a lot of money. Um, if you can do it, go ahead and try to do it. But um, if you aren't in, in poor, if you do have some health issues, um, you know, do realize that it's you know 
you are going to be out in the middle of nowhere, and if you do call for help, they will come for you. But it, it's going it, to you're not, and you're going to have some first responders, but you're not going to be at a, a cardiac a cardiatric you know specialty hospital in 20 minutes or a half hour. So um, you know, very very important. Um, you know, think about. So, and I encourage you guys, if you are thinking about going on those shows, go on those shows. And if you are going, or if you are going to be a contestant, or have been a contestant, you're listening, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to, I'd love to interview you for the show. Um, but like I said, I want to, I want to wrap it up now. Um, fireworks are going off now, so Opie, the, uh, the wonder dog here. Uh, my beagle, for those of you that have not listened to past episodes, um, is here, and he is freaking out with the fireworks. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, sit with him for a little bit and help him relax a little bit. He doesn't like the, he does great hunting, but he does not like the uh, the fireworks sound that much. Um, so, I want to thank you all for listening, and I'm going to try to do this as much as we can. So maybe weekly, um, weekly do a weekly show, and um, you know we're going to really try to take this. Uh, you know, really get this going again and, and really have some fun with this if we can. Um, and like I said, I look forward to, uh, to putting on more episodes. And if you have any idea for episodes, um, like I said, go to uh, soundcloud.com slash survival podcast, survivalist podcast. And, uh, you know, my email's there. Email me with ideas for shows, uh, any comments, any, anything. Um, you know, shoot me an email and we'll be happy to do it. And um, like I said, I will see you on the next episode. Thank you very much.